nine to five. What a way to make a living, baby. Get to five. We're gonna yep. get copyright stricken. Is that how that works? Oh, I thought you. I thought you were gonna say, "Is that the lyrics?" <laughs> Pretty sure it's not. Dolly, Dolly would never. My fave would never. No. No. Although um, I went to karaoke this weekend and we just started making up words to songs, <laughs> and uh, it was a I fun love time. That. Yeah. So it's always fun to do. I do that, but I'm I make that vibe. I make up songs about my cats. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and if you don't make up songs about your cats, then what are you even doing? Why do you even have them? <laughs> I was going to say, we need to call CPS Cat Protective Services. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I followed. I pull that at least twice a week on my cats. And if they could talk, they would tell me exactly how sick of me they are. Yeah, but, cats got selective hearing. They're, they don't even really pay attention to you. They got selective hearing. They got selective behaviors. But, yeah. you know, I think even they would listen to this podcast. I was going to say they probably wouldn't. Um, they don't need to hear my voice anymore. Oh, now see, Felix needs to hear my voice because he gets lost in our 800 square foot apartment otherwise. Aww. So simple B. He goes down the hallway and I am my desk is at the end of that hallway and he just gets lost and is like, meh. And I have to be like, follow the sound of my voice. Look with your special eyes. Oh, like he poor just angel. He can't. Poor buddy couldn't find his way out of a paper bag. And I say that literally and figuratively because yeah. he has indeed gotten stuck inside large paper bags. <laughs> Little angel. <laughs> yeah. So, what are we talking about today? Today. On crime culture, because that's what this is, and that's what Haley is, and that's what I am. We are crime hey. culture. Um, we are going to do a Patreon patron poll pick episode. I'm just going to try to add in as many P words as I can. Um, but this has been selected by our Patreon patrons as part of our So You Want to Know More About or So You Want to Know About. Yeah, So You Want to Know About. Okay, that's what it is. So You Want to Know About series. Um it's getting to be like the Ted Bundy, extremely wicked and shockingly vile and extremely loud and incredibly close movie in yeah. my in my brain. It's getting real jumbled. Um, so maybe adding more P words for alliteration is not advised, but I'll still do it. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about the murders of Tylee Ryan and J.J. Vallow today. Yes. That was what our patrons picked yeah. And so that is what we will be talking about. And if you have a particular case that you want to, as the name would suggest, know more about, uh, you can message us on our social media or send us an email and we will get to you. At, at, like, I can't say it's going to be immediate, but we will get to you. And what we do from there is we throw it all into a poll and our patrons vote. And if you would like to have a say in what we talk about, then you can join our Patreon and mm -hmm. you can vote based on... Well, Force it's us to talk based. about things. Yes. Basically, that's what you're doing is you're forcing us to... But I mean, I'm fine with being... I'm fine with being their little... Yeah. Their little and this mouthpiece. Is, this is one of those cases like it, in our uh, So You Want to Know About series. Um, we're talking about like pretty recent cases that have kind of 
you've seen all the headlines and mm -hmm. maybe have been kind of following, but don't know all the details. This is one of those for me that it just got crazier and crazier every time I saw a new article about it. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing because I, in, in researching this, I did not know. I also wanted to know more about this case and therefore I didn't, understand how many layers there were yeah to this like spoiler alert i just thought it was another mom killed her kids nope it's a lot more there's and doomsday a lot worse. cults there's there's a lot going on here yeah and that's the thing about cults before we get into this too because it is there 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 is a a a tasteful sprinkling of cult it it just it really it really just breaks your heart because if for those who have loved ones who are in any kind of cult whether it's it's this this cult that we'll get into or scientology nexium uh qanon mm. one might even say the cult of fox news and donald trump and all of that i would say that that is pretty culty the, yeah, the proud anything, boys anything that like basically like feeds you a mindset Yes, yes. Is, is cult-like. It's cult-like and it's heartbreaking because it, it for those who have loved ones who are in this mindset, it just it hits super close to home. But it's also kind of scary because it's, you're just like, it, it, she started out, Lori, Lori I, I don't know how to like refer to her by her last name since we'll get into it. She's had a yeah. couple. Um, but... Lori Vallow is what what uh, it was all over the articles and in the news and everything. Okay, because I was seeing Lori Vallow, Lori Daybell, Lori Cox. Like, we'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, There's yeah. a few names up in this bitch. Um, but it's just so... It, it really could... It's a slippery slope. It really could be... Yeah. Like, I would not 100% put it past, for example, the people in my life who are part of cults. I don't, uh, like, this isn't so far-fetched to me that they wouldn't think, because we'll get into it, but a lot of it just is like, her kids, it seems, got in the way, but also it's, Yeah, this, didn't that's, the, that's the hardest part. Yeah, that's the hardest part, I think, of like, when we talk about cults, it's like the innocent people that had no, they did, they weren't playing a part in it mm -hmm. and they, they just got swept up in it and yeah. kind of consumed by it. And yeah. that's the, that's the hardest part. It's like these, these two kids just got real stuck. Right. Cause they were kids. Who, yeah. With these people who were spiraling. Yeah. And, um, this is a kind of a long one so this is a bit let's, of a long one let's dive right in it's a lot of dates so uh we're gonna start on march 9th 1990 and that's when chad daybell and tamara who goes by tammy douglas got married in manti utah monte utah sure um two years later in 1992 Separately, Lori Cox married her high school boyfriend shortly after graduation, and according to Lori's former sister-in-law, uh, Ann Cushing. Um, although not much was known about the marriage, it's safe to say it didn't last that long because on October 22nd, 1995, um, Lori had already 
married her second husband, William Legolia, I think is how you say it. In Travis. Oh, there's ooh, no that's a fancier way. There's no L in there besides the first one. So. Oh. Lego <laughs> I'm 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 just guessing, but I was like, we're 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 adding in consonants. It's <laughs> right. I'm from Jersey. I have always I'm always saying words wrong. Well, and it sounds Italian. It looks Italian, so I it mean It does you, look Italian. You just if you say it with some pinched fingers, it's probably accurate. Yeah. Uh, they got married in Travis County, Texas, and the next year they had a son named Colby. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he didn't last that long because by February 25th, 1998, Lori and her second husband divorced. And in 2001 sometime, um, it's not certain the exact date, uh, but Joseph's sister and Cushing confirmed the year. Lori married her third husband, Joseph Anthony Ryan Jr., and the couple went on to have a daughter, Tylee. Joseph also adopted Colby as his son. Mm-hmm. Which, good for him. That was very nice yeah. of him. Yeah. On May 18th, 2005, skipping forward a little bit, Lori and Joseph divorced, and less than a year later, on February 24th, 2006, Lori married her fourth husband, businessman Leland Charles Anthony Vallow, in Las Vegas. That's kind of where you marry your fourth husband, right? I mean, I'll let you know. I know a bunch of people that like got like first married and are still married in Vegas. So good yeah. for them. But but Vegas is known as a, a place where you can do a quick marriage. Yeah, but you know it's cool now. Courtney and Travis did it, so therefore, oh, yeah, of course, <laughs> they made it so hip. Um, friends say it appeared to be a happy marriage, and together the couple focused on raising Tylee. I guess Colby was old enough or out of the house by that point. I'm not really sure. Um, But on August 5th, 2007, Alex Cox, Lori's brother, was arrested for aggravated assault on Joseph Ryan after using a stun gun on him and threatening to kill him. So that's not pretty cool. That's like like a year and a half after they've been married. So that's a little... is not ideal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so skipping forward even more, July 2014, Lori and Charles finalized their adoption of their of the grandson of Charles's sister. Okay, grandnephew. There's a lot of steps there. Yeah, the grandson of Charles's so sister. grandnephew, I guess. Okay, or great nephew, because uh, technically, I learned this recently. If it's so, you're great aunt for example is not actually like a super old aunt necessarily your great aunt would be your grandmother's sister yeah so i guess it could be great nephew if he is the kid's grandmother's brother i get it's too confusing it's but a, anyway it's family his name is joshua jackson or jj vallow according to jj's grandmother k vallow woodcock okay jj was autistic and Lori's friend april raymond later said that Lori was patient and an ideal mother for him and i uh, are you looking at the notes because i don't think i could say this name <laughs> um i can give it a i can give it the old caitlin it's a try. friend of the family right yes and it's i think vasia v-a-i-s-i-a I'm really focusing on that first one. Next one is a bit of a a bit of a, a, a vowel a, heavily a doozy. Atehow. 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 Basia Atehow. She met 
the Vallow family when they lived in Arizona. And she says that Tylee embraced her role as a big sister to JJ. And Tylee even jokingly referred to JJ as her own child. So really accepting like the big sister role and embracing him regardless of where he came from. Well, and it sounds like he was an infant too. Yeah, because this is this is 2014. So by the time everything happens later on, he's only like Like seven, eight, seven or eight. Yeah, he was like seven or eight. So so also speaking as somebody whose parents also adopted an infant, like there is no reason why she wouldn't be like, this is my baby brother. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's just he was her baby brother. Yeah. So at the end of the year, Charles and Lori move to the Hawaiian island of Kauai with JJ and Tylee, according to business records filed by the couple. Around 2015, Lori began reading the books of Idaho-based doomsday author Chad Daybell, who wrote several fiction books about preparing for the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a... Like the first, like the assault on the husband is like, huh? And then this is, huh? So and, we're we're starting to get a little off the rails here. Well, and I I feel like it also is worth saying. There's no there's nothing wrong with reading these doomsday books. Like for example, oh, yeah. it's no different than being into like zombies or witchcraft or paranormal. For the, sure. The, and oh, the notes here say that they are fiction books about yes. preparing for the end of the world. It is a not, fictional series. Well, yeah. uh, I don't know if it's a series, but they're fictional books. The difference is most people who read these things read them to be entertained not yeah. as they're not reading them as fact An they're not treating manual. them like a bible yeah yeah um so a friend of Lori's later told new uh new york's fox five that Lori became quote obsessed with chad's books end quote that same year in june 2015 the daybells purchased a house in salem idaho after chad twice heard a voice tell him he was supposed to move to rexburg according to his blog. Chad, Tammy, and their five children eventually make the move from Springville, Utah to Salem. Sometime around late 2016, early 2017, the Vallows moved from Hawaii to Arizona, according to family members. After this move, relatives say that Lori's relationship with her children changed, which is not cool. Not ideal. On April 3rd, 2018, Lori's ex-husband and Tylee's father, Joseph Ryan, died. Mm. His cause of death is ruled uh, to be a heart attack, but Joseph's death has since become part of the investigation into Lori, according to the FBI. Um, We'll circle back. Yeah. In the fall of 2018, Lori and her niece, uh, Melanie Bordeaux. I read it as Melanie Boudreaux. Melanie Boudreaux? Boudreaux, I think, is correct because I knew somebody with a similar last name. All right. Uh, This, yeah, again, Lori's niece. Um, She attended a Preparing a People event where they met Chad. Sorry. Sorry? It wasn't just her niece that went. It was Lori and her niece that went. Lori and her niece. Yes, yes, yes. Um, So they attended this event where they met Chad Daybell for the first time, according Mm. to uh, NBC's Dateline. Lori's friends later said that there was a clear connection between the two. In the following months, Lori and Chad would exchange emails and appear on podcasts together. 
Chad even briefly stayed at the Vallow's home in Arizona on one occasion. Uh, Iffy. Uh, I, I want to know how Charles felt about that. <laughs> yeah, right? So Lori's friend and the co-host of Lori's religious podcast, Melanie Gibb, would later say that she heard Chad and Lori talking about, quote-unquote, zombies, people who you, whose souls were replaced by, quote-unquote, dark spirits. Lori's former friend, April Raymond, told 48 Hours that Lori started referring to her husband, Charles Vallow, as a demon. Not mm. cool. On January 22nd, 2019, Lori received an email from Chad with the subject line, quote, demon with a name, Nick Schneider, end quote. And it's according to NBC's Dateline. Okay. Less than a week later, on January 28th, 2019, while Charles was on a business trip, Lori transferred $10,000 out of his business account into an unknown account and 2,000 enterprise points from her personal account, according to divorce documents. The Wait. next day... Sorry. So, so she's... So she's like taking his money. She took $10,000 out of his business account and put it into a, a, an unknown account. And she also took out 2,000 enterprise points from her personal account. From her which, personal account. From her personal account, yeah. So oh, she, no, to her personal account. Oh, okay. Because I was like, well, then where is yeah. she putting them? <laughs> yeah. So she has enterprise points to her and $10,000 elsewhere. Okay. Um, the next day, Lori transferred an additional $25,000 out of Charles's business account to the, another unknown account, um, according to divorce documents. Charles also received a phone call from Lori in which she told him, uh, she is a God sent to carry out the work of the 144,000 at Christ's second coming, and she will kill Charles if he gets in her way. Oh, so That's do we something go to, you want to hear from a spouse? Yeah, but I, it just seems like we went from A to Z, and we like skipped a lot of the in between. I'm sure like her friendship with Chad Daybell was like ramping up. Yeah, but like I wonder if Charles like if this was like wildly out of left field, well, or if she had already been saying some like questionable things to him. Yeah, well, this all kind of seems to me like unchecked mental illness. Oh, for sure. But I think... And this is like a shared delusion, too, between her and Chad Daybell. That's what I was going to say. The the constant communication with this Chad Daybell is not helping things at all. It's just feeding it. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But according to Lori, Jesus was going to come to Earth in July of 2020. Well. What? Jesus. What happened? Yeah, Jesus. Jesus. I mean, I guess Jesus had his travel plans canceled just like everybody else did due to COVID because I somehow missed it. He wouldn't wear a mask on United. He'd probably be one of those people that like threw a fit. He doesn't need to wear a mask. He's Jesus. He sure. made the masks. He, he is the way, the truth, and the mask. Okay, good. <laughs> On January 30th, 2019, Lori called Charles to tell him that she planned to kill him when he returned home and that she had an angel waiting to help dispose of his body. Casual. Yeah. Who's the angel, I wonder? <sighs> is it, is it one of the ones that we know? 
Or is it like some other one? <gasps> no. Just what? A random service angel. Oh, I was going to say. Freelance what's, angel. What's Cass from Supernatural been up to? Maybe he's, he's a free agent now. I don't know, man. Lori repeatedly called Charles by the name Nick Schneider, telling him, quote, Nick killed Charles and has taken his identity, end quote. That Who the fuck is Nick Schneider? The, that's the that's the subject line. I know, that, I understand that, but are, did we pick this name out of the ether? Does it come from somewhere? Like, I don't fucking know. I I don't know, but it's also giving me like it reminds me of those. It's actually in in this way a little bit similar, I guess, to the Skylar Niece case. It reminds me of those creepy pastas that you would read, where somebody's like. Oh, like my husband isn't actually my husband. He hates milk in his coffee. And suddenly he asked me to pass the creamer and he's dead behind the eyes. And I'm convinced yeah, something yeah, has yeah. taken over his body. Um, yep. Like it's it. It seems like she's also gotten into the creepypastas. <laughs> like, Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Or that both of them have that her and Chad have. Yeah. But so despite this. Uh, like her saying that she's going to kill him. Charles attempts to fly home to find that Lori had canceled his flight. After wow. buying a new ticket and landing in Arizona, Charles finds that his truck is gone from the airport parking lot. And when he finally makes it home, Charles finds an empty house. Lori had taken the kids, his business laptop, and all of his clothes. I mean, he's not going to need them. That's He's Nick. Charles needs those clothes. Yeah, I guess. But, like, also, can you fucking imagine? This is why when you're dealing with crazy, like, you password protect everything. I happened to um, a family member of mine that they were dating somebody, and uh, he came home one day, and literally his entire apartment was, like, wiped. Like, she had stolen everything. We need a story time. We need, we need like, a thing. If you've it's ever been crazy. scammed the like that, please let us know. <gasps> yeah. Everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, oh, my God. <sighs> On January 31st, 2019, Charles petitioned Community Bridges Healthcare for a 72-hour hold and evaluation of Lori. He then goes into Lori's car and takes her purse and wallet. Lori goes to the Gilbert Police Station to file a statement regarding the theft. Meanwhile, body cam video shows Charles telling Gilbert police officers his wife had become, quote-unquote, unhinged. Mm. Which I think is fair assessment. Accurate. Yeah. Uh, he'd become increasingly worried about Lori, and he went to the police with his concerns. He told them Lori believed that she was a god preparing for the end of days. He also said that Lori had threatened to murder him. Law enforcement talks to Lori and appears to sympathize with her after she implies Charles was lying due to a marital dispute. Mm. And I mean, all I'm all right. for believing women, but this case... Another case that we will eventually get to that's really in the news right now. I don't think I need to say... I mean, I'm all, uh, we should believe women, but if somebody is uh, saying, like... They probably could have looked into this a little bit more, yeah, because, that's like, what, yeah. she had the emails and stuff, and, like, she was saying some pretty unhinged things, like... Even if they uh, More research could have been looked into. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they had just looked a little deeper, but I guess that's not their strong suit. I guess, um, but... but because it's just, it's tragic. Yeah. 
At law enforcement's encouragement to explain the situation to the healthcare center, Lori checks herself into Community Bridges and is discharged a few hours later. On February 8th, 2019, Charles files to, for divorce from Lori. In court documents, Charles expressed that he feared for his safety and the children's safety. His attorneys advised him to remove Lori as the beneficiary of his life insurance, A-plus uh, assessment there. Yep, yep. Uh, Lori does not learn of this removal until after Charles's death, spoiler alert, according to Kay. That's, oh. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah. Hmm. On February 10th, 2019, Lori vanishes for 58 days, leaving both her husband and kids. Charles, quote, has no idea where she went, end quote. Uh, one of his sons later told Phoenix's Fox 10 News. Um, a friend later revealed that she had spent part of this time in Hawaii, which would make sense because she yeah. once lived there. Yeah. On March 6, 2019, divorce proceedings were dismissed as Charles's request after he decided he wanted to try to make his marriage work. Sure. Damn. Uh... According I mean, to Charles's son in the interview with that, sorry, that was according to the um, Charles's son with um, Fox Ten and Phoenix. Mm. But uh, I'm going to tell you, if Elliot threatens to kill me, I'm not working on it. No, though I can. <laughs> again, this all comes back to like it, it, it's when you've got somebody that you care so deeply for that is so enmeshed in like culty behavior. It's like it's so hard to make that break because it's like that person that you knew is dead. They are gone. Yeah. The chances of them coming back are very, very slim when she's in that deep. Yeah. And it, it's just I can understand him having difficulty accepting that, though. However, yeah. it's it's sad also because if she's gone for 58 days, that's easy. That very easily could have been construed by the courts as abandonment and had he continued had he gone through with the divorce proceedings yeah he probably could have gotten full custody he probably could have gotten full custody and spoiler alert he would have lived the kids would have lived like the trajectory of this would have possibly possibly yes possibly but they would have had a better chance for sure maybe yeah because i Um, it seems like that's what's holding her back here yeah i guess uh, in spring 2019, Gib overheard Lori call Tylee a zombie when Tylee uh, didn't want to babysit JJ. Um, Tylee responded, quote, not me, mom, uh, end quote. Lori tells Gib that Tylee turned into a zombie around the age of 12 or 13, which <laughs> didn't we all? I was going to say, like, eh. yeah, and it says that, like, Tylee became, quote, difficult to deal with, end quote, around those ages, that Lori told Gib. And I'm like, yeah. Between 12 and th- a 12, 13-year-old girl being difficult, like, groundbreaking. <laughs> everybody. Not even just girl, Just everybody who's 12 or 13. Your body's exploding and your mind is still Swiss cheese. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And your mom is a fucking nut job, so of course yeah, you're gonna right? have some issues. Yeah. I so, do love the whole, like, flippant, like, that she calls her a zombie, and she's like, nah, that's not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in April 2019, Charles texted a friend saying Lori had dramatically changed in the last six months, according to NBC's Dateline, saying, quote, it's the freakiest thing I've ever experienced. She's with a group of people called Woke and Preparing a People. She says an evil spirit named Nick Schneider murdered me and is using me to violate her, end quote. That 
is aggressively unhinged. That's 5150 material. Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. She needs I, to go to a place to get help. Uh, some help. And he needs to roll that back about the divorce because. Yeah. How can you want to stay married to somebody who thinks that. I don't know, man. I have no clue. And and this is not to this is not to shame him for that because obviously like as we just discussed it's so hard to move on from that. But I yeah. as I cannot imagine my partner waking up one day and thinking that I am a demon like yeah, for yeah. him. But may, maybe it's for the good of the kids. I don't know. I don't know what oh, his rationale is. I mean, I'm is. not I'm not questioning his rationale, but I'm just thinking how can you like how does that feel? Yeah. Like that must feel so just you're being torn apart inside yeah exactly um in june 2019 Lori's niece that's melanie boudreau mm-hmm. uh she unexpectedly demanded a divorce from her husband of 11 years brandon boudreau according to a facebook post by brandon mm-hmm. brandon says he believes it was due to melanie's new religious beliefs after following Lori and chad into what he calls a cult and that's the first time we're le- we hear the word cult in association with these people. Yes, the preparing of people specifically. Yes. On June 29th, 2019, Charles Vallow reportedly discovered a letter Lori wrote and signed in his name uh, to Chad, asking Chad to come to Arizona. Court records from uh, Maricopa County mm-hmm. state that Charles confronted Lori about the letter and threatened to contact Tammy Daybell if she does not quote come clean end quote about her relationship with Chad sometime after Charles contacted Lori and Alex's brother uh, to discuss an intervention on her religious beliefs mm. on July 9th 2019 Lori reportedly learned that Charles was planning an intervention and texted Alex the following day that she needed him to quote, stay close to me the next couple of days end quote on July 11th, 2019 Charles arrives at, uh, Lori's Chandler, Arizona home to pick up JJ and take him to school. Lori, Tylee, JJ and Lori's brother, Alex were all home at the time. But when Charles went inside the home, Alex shot Charles twice in the chest killing him alex told the police that laurie and charles got into a fight and claimed he was protecting his sister and shot charles in self-defense laurie and tylee who both say that they heard the shooting told similar stories of self-defense so no charges were filed according to charles and laurie's property manager joe pongrants 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 i think uh neighbors reported a pool party at Lori's house later the day with quote loud music loud music and lots of people swimming end quote which is like a weird not what thing you do to happen when, after a murder happened in your house yeah and like not just a murder but the murder of your ex or not even ex but like yeah. still husband on the rocks husband on the rocks yeah. husband and like father of one of your children and father figure to other child because yeah. like no like that's just not yeah that's not how you respond he literally died in your home and you're gonna hold a pool party a pool party that day yeah yeah a little wild on july 18th 2019 Lori reportedly texted chad about her social security benefits telling him she will receive four thousand dollars a month hmm 
Um, Not that life insurance money, though. Yeah. On August 9th, 2019, JJ's beloved service dog, Bailey, is put up for sale, according to Kay. The dog was later returned to the kennel from which it was already purchased. The next day, JJ's grandmother, Kay Vallow Woodcock, spoke with JJ on FaceTime for approximately 35 seconds, she told KSL TV. Uh, this is the last time that she ever had contact with him. Uh. Yeah. On September 1st, 2019, Lori, Tylee, and JJ moved to Rexburg so Lori could be closer to Chad. Tylee originally planned to stay in Arizona and move in with a friend, but decided she didn't want to leave JJ. Mm. Quote, she was just protective of JJ because he was her little brother, end quote. Uh, that's from a friend who told uh, the Post Register. Over the next two months, Melanie and Alex also moved to the same housing complex. So this is like really the gathering of a cult. Yeah. September 8th, 2019, JJ, Tylee, and Alex visited Yellowstone National Park, according to phone records. Two photos, one from Lori's iCloud account and one from the National Park Service entrance, both show Tylee in Yellowstone on this day. But there have been no confirmed sightings of Tylee since. Damn. The next morning, Alex went to Lori's apartment around 3 a.m. And investigators say that Alex's cell phone GPS then placed him in Chad Dable's backyard on the property for about two hours. Hmm. Chad's neighbor heard a gunshot. And about 14 minutes after the Alex's GPS showed him leaving the property, Chad Daybell texted his wife, Tammy, quote, I spotted a big raccoon along the fence. I hurried and got my gun and he was still walking along. I got close enough that one shot did the trick. He is now in our pet cemetery. End quote. Mm. A little, a little, mm, and a little, you know what? When someone goes like detailed I was gonna say. into a lie, yeah. then it's like, okay, you don't have to get that detailed. Yeah. Like, it's an mm, indicator. Yeah. On September 19th, 2019, Gibb arrived at Lori's home with her boyfriend, David Warwick, to visit Arizona. Shortly after arriving, Lori informs Gibb that JJ has become a zombie. Oh, we got another yeah. zombie. Yeah. That's... On mm. the night of September 22nd, 2019, while Gibb and Lori are recording a podcast episode... Warwick says he saw Alex stop by Lori's apartment holding JJ, who appeared to be asleep in his arms. This was the last verifiable sighting of JJ. The next morning, JJ was absent from school, and according to Warwick, when he asked to see JJ, Lori reported, reportedly told him that JJ was, quote, being a zombie, end quote, and that Cox, Alex, had uh, to take him away. The next day, investigators say Alex Cox's cell phone showed that he had returned to Chad Daybell's backyard around 10 a.m. that day and was near a pond on the property. This time, Alex was only there for about 17 minutes. Hmm. On September 24th, 2019, Lori tells JJ's school that he will not be returning. She initially says that JJ is staying with his grandmother before later saying that she plans to homeschool him. Per Idaho law, the school was not required to make any further contact regarding JJ. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, yeah. And also, I don't think it's as easy as saying like, oh, my kid's not coming to school. Uh, they're homeschooled now. I think there's like 
things in place that like the state has to come in and make sure you're like actually teaching them a curriculum and like actually like it depends giving on the them state. an education it depends on the yeah. state it's a it's a it it de- because like for example there are people in my city that did not like the the um what's the word the um liberal Mask propaganda mandate? of oh. crt and oh. pulled their kids out and were just like i'm homeschooling them now and like they could they could just do that and that's pretty crazy yeah and i'm just like oh okay here comes speaking of cults <laughs> yeah right <laughs> but no it depends but what really gets me is that they didn't make any further contact they weren't required uh, yeah they weren't required to make further contact however Anybody who has ever been remotely near a school knows that everybody talks. You cannot tell me that no teacher at that school heard from a parent who heard from someone else yeah. that Lori no Vallow was off her goddamn rocker. And yeah. that like her husband, her recently deceased husband, had filed for divorce Everybody knows about a messy divorce proceeding. I remember being in like sixth, seventh grade, and I remember hearing about the messy divorce proceedings of a of the parents of a kid in my class. And yeah. like it it's just it it's it's gossip sucks, but you can't tell me this school didn't know uh, have an inkling that she was a little kooky and they just wanted to be they didn't want to deal with her. I guess. Like, that's the vibe I'm getting, at least. That's often the case. Yeah. But, go on. On October 1st, 2019, Lori signs a contract with Self Storage Plus in Rexburg to rent a storage unit. Surveillance video shows Lori and Alex visit the unit a total of nine times in October and once in November, according to the footage that was released to East Idaho News, at least. Mm-hmm. Items brought to the storage unit include gun casings, children's bicycles, and a variety of item- items that belong to JJ and Tylee. Mm. The next day, a drive-by shooting attempt is made on Brandon Bordeaux in Gilbert, Arizona. Brandon did not see the driver. The drive-by vehicle was a Jeep registered to the deceased Charles Vallow. Police confirmed. Well. Yeah. A ring is ordered through Charles's Amazon account, according to East Idaho News. Photos later show Lori wearing the ring in wedding photos. Oh, my God. Yeah. Her browser history also showed someone looking at wedding dresses online around the same time. Oh, my God. So she's, like, not even trying to be, like, subtle or anything. Yeah. Like, these are the dumbest criminals in the world. The body isn't even cold, also. Yeah. Yeah. On October 9th, 2019, a man wearing a ski mask appears in the Daybell's driveway in Salem as Tammy is unloading groceries from her car. He points at what she believes to be a paintball gun at her and pulls the trigger several times, but the weapon doesn't appear to be loaded, according to a Facebook post made by Tammy. Tammy tries several times to ask the man what he is doing, but he never speaks. Tammy yells for Chad, and the man runs away. Tammy reports the incident to Fremont County Sheriff's Office, whose investigators believe that it was likely a prank and never found the man. Fremont County Sheriff Len uh, Humphreys told the Rexburg Standard Journal. On October 19th, 2019, with Lori Vallow's children's whereabouts unknown, tragedy struck Chad Daybell's family. 
Dable's wife, Tammy, was found dead in her home by family members. The couple's son, Garth Daybell, said that Tammy died in bed and that he and Chad called 911. The cause of death was ruled to be natural causes. However, Tammy had seemed healthy when her father, Ron Douglas, saw her two weeks earlier. Douglas told Fox 13 Salt Lake City. Douglas said a grief-stricken Chad called him after Tammy died, saying that she had gone to bed the night before with a terrible cough and never woke up. Still, the Daybell children told 48 Hours they declined an autopsy because their mom was in ill health shortly before her death. Tammy was then laid to rest on October 22nd, and at the end of the month, Chad received a $430,000 in life insurance, according to arrest records. Huh. That's so, pretty convenient. Yeah, it sounds to me, speculating wildly, hmm. that uh, the original plan was to kill Lori Vallow's husband and get his life insurance. Mm-hmm. But when that didn't pan out, Chad Daybell had to kill his wife mm-hmm. and get her life insurance. Mm, that seems plausible to me. That's the, me speculating wildly again. Yes, but it's not a reach. It's less yeah. of a reach than Jesus is coming to visit in July and, like, 2020. Zombies. Yeah. Is she also like... Oh, no, I guess, like, because she said that um, JJ was becoming a zombie. I was like, is she equating, like, quote unquote, zombie to be like puberty? I actually was wondering if it was she like was, coming uh, of age. I was wondering if she was equating it to like, and this is, again, me speculating wildly, <laughs> but um, that this I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, not not translate crazy, but you know what I mean that the vibe i'm getting so you start out as a normal human being okay then you start to act like a zombie and this is a sign of you getting possessed by a nick schneider-esque demon Uh at which point nick schneider kills you or whichever demon maybe i don't know like lulu van sant and kills you takes on your body and that is so i think that the zombie thing is it, this is again me making shit up i don't know if this is accurate but the vibe yeah. i'm getting is that zombie is the precursor to this demonic possession so it's kind okay. of like you've got like like when somebody in the walking dead gets scratched by a zombie and they got to yeah, take yeah. you out i think that's what she's seeing this as or or again, alternatively all um is zombie um code for non-compliance like maybe oh absolutely maybe i don't think Tylee, it's code but that it's like yeah but maybe tylee at one point was like i'm not going along with your bullshit it's like yes. oh well you're a zombie yes so, oh and then, absolutely yes and then maybe jj said something he's like oh zombie there you go yes i agree there especially like you've got you these kids are clearly sensing that something's wrong and jj especially is probably like where is my big sister yeah exactly like so i think that that's definitely what triggers it but i don't i'm i have not spent time in Lori valor or chad daybell's brains so i can't say what the connection between zombie and whatever is yeah but i do think that the common denominator is the kids start the kids start questioning the kids start showing sense senses of individuality and then it's like oh no that's not normal human growth that is something that needs to be taken care of and disposed of. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
On October 25th, 2019, a friend of Tylee's from Arizona receives a text message from Tylee saying, quote, Hi, I miss you guys too. Love ya. End quote. This text was in response to a text from the friend that was sent on October 19th saying that she missed Tylee and had been thinking about her. The friend confirmed that this text exchange and provided the screenshot to the post register, but she has doubts that it was Tylee who wrote the response. Quote, she spelled out her words for the most part. Plus, she would have texted more if I reached out. End quote. This is the friend who said uh, via Facebook Messenger when asked if it sounded like it had come from Tylee. Mm-hmm. Roughly two weeks after Tammy's death on November 5th, 2019, Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell got married on a beach in Hawaii. These famous pictures huh, that everyone's yes. seen. Meanwhile, they repeatedly denied the existence of the children when speaking with acquaintances. Some said that the couple claimed that Tylee died in 2017 and that Lori had no minor children. The two mm-hmm. permanently returned to Rexenburg shortly after that. On November 14th, 2019, before the finalization of her divorce, police arrested Melanie Boudreau for trespassing on Brandon's parents' property in American Fork, Utah, according to court records. She was charged with criminal trespass and released the same day. Later that month, JJ's grandmother, Kay Woodcock, asked the police to check on JJ's welfare. Woodcock said that she was concerned that she hadn't heard from JJ in months. Yeah. Not since that FaceTime. Yeah. Which I don't know if, like, I guess, like, family check-ins are different, but I think if I hadn't talked to, like, a close family member in months, Mm -hmm. they would be freaking out. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So that brings us to me. Late November 2019. Yes. But more importantly, me. Uh, No. (laughs) Um, me <laughs> me um no i've just taken over from here i'm giving Haley a break but so we are now in november 2019 like Haley said and on november 26th rexburg police went to Lori's house to conduct a welfare check on jj because you know Kay had called yep and so Lori apparently lied to them and said that jj was safe and first she said that he was staying in arizona with her friend melanie gibb the the podcast friend yeah and at first, Gib, so they go to Arizona, they ask, or they go to Gib's house, they ask her, where's JJ? And at first, she wasn't really talking about it with them, but then eventually she owned up to the fact that JJ was not with her, had yeah. not been with her. Shocker. So the next day, the police go back to Lori and Chad's house with a search warrant, only to find that the couple had, quote, abruptly vacated their residence, end quote. That seems to be a theme with this bitch. Seems to be a theme regardless when it comes to... Because let's not forget the Hart family. Like, yep. when when you get to this point where you're about to be found out that you just kind of whoop. Yep. So witnesses say that Tylee and JJ were not with Chad and Lori when they yeah. left the house. And when investigators started searching for the missing family, uh, or like while they were doing this... Lori and Chad traveled back to Hawaii on December 1st, 2019. So on December 11th, law enforcement decided to further investigate the death of Tammy and her body was exhumed and submitted for an autopsy and police called her death, quote, suspicious, end quote. Yeah, because now things are starting to get weird. Yeah. Let's start looking into some of these other things a little bit more. Well, and it's funny you say that because it's about to get weirder. 
because the next day, the day after they say, hey, we're going to dig up Tammy's body, we dig up Tammy's body, Alex, Lori's brother, suddenly dies. Hmm. It was determined that he died of natural causes, with the medical examiner citing blood clots in his lungs and high blood pressure. All right. But interesting how this all yeah, happens comes all, about. Kind of all at once. Yeah. So on December 20th, 2019, Rexburg police announced a national search for Tylee and JJ and asked the public for their assistance in locating them. I remember when this was like mm-hmm. actively happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like right before the pandemic and everything. And like, yep. You couldn't get away from their faces yeah. uh, on the news. Like, have you seen these people? Yeah, I have vivid memories of being in, like, like sandwich shops, restaurants, things like that, where they have, like, the TV and you're just, like, mindlessly yeah. watching while you're waiting for your takeout. It was everywhere. It was everywhere. So the next day, they the law enforcement officially declared Chad and Lori to be persons of interest in the case of these two missing children. Mm-hmm. And on December 23rd, Rexburg attorney Sean Bart. Bartholik, Bartholik, B-A-R-T-H-O-L-I-C-K, issued a statement on Chad and Lori's behalf saying, quote, Chad Daybell was a loving husband and has the support of his children in this matter. Lori Daybell, Daybell is a devoted mother and resents assertions to the contrary. We look forward to addressing the allegations once they have moved beyond speculation and rumor, end quote. So on mm-hmm. December 26th, Preparing a People, the cult, issued an additional statement denying that it's a cult, which uh-huh. is exactly what a cult would say, may I point out. Yeah, yeah. And called itself a multimedia company that focuses on video editing. Cool. Show me one of your projects. Exactly. Shortly after, or not shortly after, but in this in this uh, press release, they continued that they have not had Chad speak at an event since February 2019. Remember, this is December 26, 2019. And... Their representatives said that they are cooperating with law enforcement and had removed podcast episodes featuring Chad and Lori. So on December 30th, Rexburg police issued another press release saying that they, quote, strongly believe that Joshua and Tylee's lives are in danger, end quote, and that they knew that the children were not with Chad and Lori, but they did not know where the children were. Mm. Despite believing that Lori did know where the kids were and what happened to them, They said she, quote, completely refused to assist this investigation, end quote, and that she, quote, has chosen instead to leave the state with her new husband, end quote. See, like, if you had nothing to do with it, like, why not help? And also, like, you really don't, like, your your attorney is saying that you're a loving, like, attentive uh, mother, and you don't want you just you, I want to leave the state with my husband. Say I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about the kids. What kids? Say what? it louder. What? Say it louder. And I have no kids. I have yeah. an adult son. You also, can't, I can't, let's not forget the adult son. I can't oh imagine God, how yeah. Colby I, must be feeling. Honestly, before covering this, yeah. I had no clue this kid existed. No idea. No idea. Maybe for the better. I had no idea that he existed. <laughs> I had no idea that she had uh, that that. Charles was husband number four and Chad is husband uh, well, number five. She is uh, what we'd like to say a piece of fucking work. So uh, <laughs> and there's that's no, not surprising I would at all. say there's no shame in having multiple spouses. I know lovely people who have had like just a, a shit. No, like, go ahead and go poison every love. one of them. But she is she uh, a nightmare is. Yes, she specifically is a nightmare. Yeah. Um. So on January 20th, 
or no, January 3rd, 2020, uh, law enforcement officials from the Fremont County Sheriff's Office, the Rexburg Police Department, and the FBI arrived at the Daybell property with a search warrant. Officers searched inside the house, as well as in the shed and in the barn behind the house, and metal detectors were used in the yard, Mm -hmm. and police said more than 43 items were collected from the home, including, quote, computers, cell phones, journals, documents, and medications, end quote, which were then sent to forensic experts to be examined. Mm -hmm. On January 7th, JJ's grandparents, Kay and Larry, held a press conference in Rexburg to announce a $20,000 reward for the kids' return with both of the children i should say yeah um with larry saying quote we only want the best for them please give them back to us end quote Mm. first of all how heartbreaking yeah but there's just to me an an added layer of heartbreak in that the they these loving grandparents they have no relation to tiley yeah and they're like we want both of our grandkids yeah exactly like it yep. just it's something like I'm, i've got chills just like i it, it breaks my heart yeah like that there were so many people who loved these children and just a series a, a literal series of unfortunate events yeah and if you wanted to go fuck off with your new husband like leave the kids out of it but they yeah. no, they were zombies so they needed to be dealt with it's just it's i was gonna say it's criminal i mean yeah it is yeah but it's just it's it's terrible so on january 25th 2020 lori and chad were located in Kauai, and lori was served with a search with a court order obtained by the madison county prosecutor's office that required her to quote physically produce tylee and jj to the idaho department of welfare in rexburg idaho or to the rexburg police within five days of being served with the order end quote Mm -hmm. The next day, the Kauai police showed up with a search warrant and searched the couple's car. Okay. Despite this order, Lori still failed to appear in court on January 30th. And nearly a month later, on February 20th, she still had not complied and was subsequently arrested in Princeville, Hawaii, by the Kauai Police Department and and charged with two counts of felony desertion of a child, Mm -hmm. as well as misdemeanor charges of resisting and obstructing an officer, solicitation of a crime, and contempt. Yeah. So she was held on a $5 million bond pending her extradition back to Idaho. And even after all of this, the couple still refused to say where the children were. Oh, my God. When Lori was brought before a judge the following day on February 21st, she declared that she planned to fight the extradition order, and the judge denied her attorney's request to reduce the amount required for her to make bail as a result. And I think the deal with bail is you only have to pay, like, a certain tiny percentage of it, and then if they show up to court, then you're good, and if they don't, then you have to owe the rest of it. I think that's the deal. Bail but still, home? like a small portion of five million dollars is still a lot. It's, of it's money. a lot of fucking money. Yeah, I think it's like ten percent or something. You got to pay, which is still like what is that? Fifty grand? I can't do math. Yeah, something like that. I don't I, know. Yeah, it's my money. brain just went. This sounds kind of like that. You guys sound like school. <laughs> yeah, who needs that? Uh, <laughs> so, on February twenty sixth, Lori requested for a second time to have her $5 million bail reduced. 
it is once again denied. Yeah. So she decided to waive her challenge to Idaho's extradition request. Uh-huh. The judge then instructed the prosecuting attorney to have Idaho authorities return Lori to Madison County, quote, as soon as possible, end yep. quote. So on February 29th, Chad returned home to his home in Rexburg, or I shouldn't say his home because, you know, it's the one that he shared with, you know, the wife he killed yep. and their five children that they had together. And then Lori was officially extradited on March 4th and arrived in Idaho on March 5th. On March yeah, I remember. 6th. Okay. I remember all of this shit happening because, like, once they were found, it was like, "Tell us where the fucking kids are." Yeah, and they were like, "No, no, I'm not gonna tell you anything." Yeah, they were. That's the thing. Like, they're being so fucking snotty about all of this. Yeah, and it's like that's not gonna win you any points here. Like, yeah, God, at least Ben Affleck in Gone Girl acted. Granted, he wasn't responsible, so it made sense. But you know what I mean? Like, at least he acted. A little distraught mm-hmm. like didn't these people like watch any previous cases being covered no they arranged book? they arranged a drive-by shooting in a car registered to a dead man they are the not man that they had people yeah for his life insurance money that was not even in a thing yeah. they th- no and they're not reading these these stories and these books they're reading fucking doomsday books yeah. so on march 6th 2020 Lori appeared in Madison County Court for the first time. Judge Farron Eddins read Lori her charges and set the preliminary hearing for March 18th and 19th and agreed, for whatever reason, to lower her bond to $1 million at the request of her attorney. Great. Yeah. On March 13th, she had a hearing at which time Judge Michelle Mallard took over the case and two of Lori's three attorneys withdrew from representing her yeah probably because they were like uh this bitch is totally guilty and i'm not going to be associated with that Uh, she started calling me a zombie and i don't feel safe yeah (laughs) Uh, all i asked her was where her kids were and now now she's talking about nick schneider and calling me nick schneider and i don't feel comfortable who the fuck is that Uh, bitch yeah i don't want to do this anymore um so on april 10th 2020 idaho attorney the idaho attorney general's office took over the tammy daybell case and a letter from the attorney general's office revealed that the couple was being investigated for murder attempted murder and conspiracy regarding tammy's death alone Mm-hmm. so on may 1st 2020 Lori was for whatever fucking reason one million dollars is still too much so i mean and yeah it is but at the same time sh- she makes another request to have her bail reduced yeah so it's denied because of course it fucking is yeah you already had it reduced once like come the fuck on and then over a month later on june 9th the fbi rexburg police and fremont county sheriff's office descended upon the daybell property in search of tylee and jj and authorities dug up areas in the backyard where alex's cell phone had pinged back in september 2019 And unfortunately, they did uncover human remains buried in shallow graves. J.J. Vallow had been buried under a tree near the pond on the property about 50 yards away. And investigators found Tylee's grave in the Daybell's Pet Cemetery. So the exact places where the cell phone pinged and Mm -hmm. where Chad said it, the quote unquote raccoon is buried in the Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Um, As a matter of fact, this Pet Cemetery area prosecutor like the raccoon where the raccoon was buried prosecutors believe that is the exact place where he said he buried the raccoon 
That's fucking wild. Um, so investigators, they they dig up this this area. They find these remains, but still, Daybell's family tells Forty Eight Hours that there was a second pet cemetery on the property that was not searched. So, Why implying you got so many pet cemeteries. <sighs> it's a great question why would you have one we all know the stephen king book like we know what happens it's not gonna go well um and speaking of zombies um Mm. but yeah so and also why are you i don't know these kids these kids are pissing me off the daybell kids but anyway so chad daybell is arrested understandably so the human remains have been found on his property. They have not identified them yet, but regardless, two sets of human remains have been found on his property. The next day, authorities did confirm, however, that they had identified the remains as being J.J. Vallow and Tylee Ryan. Mm-hmm. And on this same day, Chad Vallow, uh, Chad Daybell had his first court hearing, during which his bail was also set at $1 million. And a memorial was built along the Daybell property's fence to honor the children. Mm. On June 30th, 2020, Lori was charged with two felony counts of conspiracy to conceal evidence in Fremont County, as she fucking should. Mm. And then a little under a month later on July 22nd, that that's the day that Chad and Lori believed that the world would end. And no Jesus, no end of the world, no zombies, Crickets. nothing. I don't remember what I was doing that day, but I'll tell you what I wasn't doing. I wasn't getting raptured. So... Nope. Mm. We were probably all inside. Uh, yes, that I can confirm. Yeah. <laughs> so on August 3rd, 2020, Chad's two-day preliminary hearing began. And on the following day, it it concluded. Like, it didn't even take two days. Uh-huh. And the judge ruled... Well, I guess it did take two days, but you know what I mean. It was day one, day two. Yeah. So the judge ruled that there was, quote, probable or sufficient cause to believe the defendant Chad Daybell committed the offenses, end quote. And so his case was bound over to the district court for a jury trial. On August 7th, 2020, Lori waived her preliminary hearing. And so her case automatically moved to district court where she would have a jury trial. Yeah. The following day, Chad entered a plea of not guilty. And I'm like, my guy. Good. Shoot your shot. Yeah. On August 13th, Lori's attorney, Mark Means, asserted a letter asserted that a letter sent out by the Church of the Latter-day Saints leaders um, was intended to affect his client's legal proceedings by encouraging LDS members to, quote, enter into a code of silence, end quote. Mm. And he noted that Vallow's case is set in a state with a high LDS population. Which, yeah, Utah, right? Yeah, it's Utah. Yeah. Uh, or no, it's Idaho. Oh, Idaho. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but, <laughs> you, but, because I was like, oh, yes, Utah, but also, I, but also Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, you, you initially think Utah, but it's not just Utah. So on September 1st, state prosecutor Rob Wood asked that Chad and Lori be tried jointly. So according to Wood, since both of them were accused of committing the, quote, same acts, end quote, it mm-hmm. would be more efficient and easier on witnesses for there to be a single trial. And I'm sure that, finances also came into play that it was it'll be cheaper um so (laughs) here's what happened on september 4th chad requested that the trial be relocated out of fremont county which makes sense because yeah that's not unheard of that something like that be moved no 
So then on September 9th, however, he objected to a joint trial with Lori, which y'all just got married. Like, this could be like a mini moon for y'all. Oh, yeah. Isn't it so cute? Yeah. We're all in this together. Except we're not, because apparently fuck true love. It's not a necklace that says C as in Chad. It's C as in something else. See you next Tuesday. Mm. Um, so bring it back. <laughs> just bring all that back. She said the thing. Um, on September 10th, Lori entered a plea of not guilty and requested a jury trial at her, arrange- uh, her arraignment hearing. And then four days later, on September 14th, the judge granted permission for her to wear, quote, street clothing, end quote, during court proceedings. Instead of wearing like a uh jumpsuit i'm assuming that's what that is but i'm more like this is your concern yeah right um and so also Lori's attorney filed documents stating that she had no objection to a joint trial with chad yeah but chad fucking does yeah, are y'all like, communicating involved with her crazy so on september 17th she requested also that the trial be located relocated out of fremont county and so on january 11 2021 chad's three-week trial began and on January 25th, 2021, Lori's five-day jury trial for her three misdemeanor charges in Madison County began. Okay. So, meanwhile, for some pop culture, on February 26th, the investigation was covered on season four, episode 16 of 2020. And the episode has an 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb. And also, you know, you can never really... Like, what's the word that I'm looking for? You can never beat the titles of some of these, like, true crime, like, serial true crime TV shows. They try to be so, like, punny and so, like, witty. Not even, yeah, witty. Like, I was going to say, not even necessarily punny, but just, like, all of these plays on, like, different, and and we'll get into, we'll get into, um, like, some of them. But, like, for example... The Gravedigger's Wife. Oh, jeez. Like, it's just, it's fucking, it's so Yeah, because I was reading that, like, he, uh, Chad Daybell, at one point, was employed as a gravedigger. Right. I yeah, don't know what so that's, I guess, is that a thing? Th- that, yeah, that's what okay. I read. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I took it as that he dug Tylee and JJ's graves. Which, I mean, maybe also, but at the same time, either way, either way, either way. It's just like, or like very Very sensational. Very, yes. Unnecessary. Yes. So then on March 22nd, 2021, Lori's jury trial for the two felony charges in Fremont County regarding the cover up of her children's death was set to begin and scheduled to last until April 2nd. Then the next day, Missouri attorney Rachel Smith, an experienced homicide prosecutor, joined special prosecutor Rob Wood on this case. Mm-hmm. So on May 21st, a judge declared that Lori Vallow was ind- indigent. And that means that she was no longer. Huh, no, indigent. Indigent. Okay. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, but it means that she couldn't afford an attorney by herself anymore. Okay. Um, but Mark Means decided to continue representing her. Which okay. is a choice. And on May we 20- probably did this the Sam Emirante thing, the guy that represented um uh fucking what's his name? Gacy. That like he kinda liked being an asshole a little bit, but also like 
his name was in the That's news. That's what I was going to say. It's probably because <laughs> his name is in the news. Yeah. Um, so on May 25th, the Fremont County Prosecutor's Office announced a new grand jury di- indictment against Chad and Lori. Both of them were charged with first-degree murder for the deaths of JJ and Tylee, but Lori was also charged with conspiring to murder Charles Vallow, and Chad was, was charged with the murder of his wife, Tammy, his first wife, Tammy. I'm glad they're including those counts. Huh? I'm glad they're including those counts. Yes. Um, in, and in total, that means so Lori is charged with two counts of first degree murder, one count of conspiracy to commit first degree murder, two counts of criminal conspiracy and one count of grand theft. And Chad is charged with three counts of first degree murder, one count of conspiracy to commit first degree murder, two counts of criminal conspiracy and two counts of insurance fraud and a partridge and a pear insurance tree. Fraud. Good. So court records also indicated that the couple was alleged to have conspired with Alex Cox and, quote, others to kill J.J. and Tylee. Yeah. So on June 9th, Chad pleaded not guilty to all charges, and the presiding judge, Stephen Boyce, ruled Lori to have inco- to be incompetent to stand trial while she received medical me- mental health treatment. Okay. Um, so that put her case on hold. She didn't enter a plea. Meanwhile, on June 29th, 2021, Lori was also charged with conspiracy to commit first-degree murder in Maricopa County, Arizona, and the charge accused Lori of conspiring with her late brother to kill her ex-husband, Charles Vallow, and court records stated that she believed Charles was possessed by a spirit. She is still doubling down on this. Yep. So, on July 29th, the charges against Lori and Chad for destruction, alteration, or concealment of evidence were dropped as the prosecution decided to focus on the murder cases. Uh-huh. And a week later, on August 5th, prosecutors announced that they would be seeking the death penalty against Chad Daybell as he was awaiting trial. Yeah. The following month, on September 1st, Tammy and Chad's children, in, in what is, cons- like, I, I remember this. I think it's pretty famous. So uh-huh. that's Garth who we mentioned earlier, Mark Daybell, Leah Murphy, Murphy, Seth Daybell, and Emma Murray, they gave their first public interview about the case and their father during an appearance on season 34, episode 35 of 48 Hours. And once again, like, first of all, these fucking kids, am I right? But (laughs) it's just, it, and, and like, we'll talk about it. But again, we've got a fucking doozy of a name here though they're not as i will say 2020 is more like sensational yeah. but the secrets of chad daybell's backyard like it's just it's still a yeah, little it's still like dun, dun, dun. yeah so during the episode the kids admitted they're there i shouldn't say because they're not kids they're all adults they admitted that the situation quote looks bad and does it but they still maintained that they believed their father was innocent and furthermore emma said that she believed chad was framed by alex and Lori. oh yeah because he's so innocent yeah so the episode has a 7.5 out of 10 on imdb and yeah all right that brings us to this year 2022 and on january 21st 2020 once again covered this this series of unfortunate i don't know i i don't want to say events but it's it's some events you know like Mm -hmm. and once again we have a title that is just something else 
Adam and Evil. I hate that one. <laughs> it's a title. Um, and this is on specifically Alex. It focuses on him and his role in the murders. And the episode has an 8.7 out of 10 on IMDb. That brings us to this month. On April 11th, 2022, Judge Boyce ruled that Lori was finally mentally competent enough to, st- to stand trial in the Ohio murder case, in the Idaho murder case. I don't know where Ohio came from. Yeah, right. And he did not provide other details about her treatment or her medical condition. He just was like, yeah, she can do this now. And both Lori and Chad are set to stand trial together early next year. Mm. All right. And then a little over a week after Judge Boyce declared her to be mentally competent, um, on April 19th, Lori refused to enter a plea to to the charges against her which prompted Judge Boyce to enter a not guilty plea on her behalf. Hmm. And Lori and Chad were both at the courthouse in the eastern Idaho town of St. Anthony for the court proceedings. She was there for an arraignment that was delayed for months while she underwent this treatment. And Chad was there for a hearing over the trial venue. And so Mm -hmm. we're all waiting with bated breath at this point. Like, that's as of last week. Yeah. Like... It's just, it's, it's very recent, but yeah. So Lori's trial, according to the Idaho state journal is set to start on October 11th of this year in Boise, Idaho. And we shall fucking see. I'm that's, uh, anxiously awaiting. Yeah. It's, it's a horrible situation. And I just, I really, I really want these like in a perfect world nothing would have ever happened to these poor people but now all i think we can hope for is that they get justice yeah definitely but yeah so for those who were curious you wanted to know more about it and we got you as up to date as humanly possible probably not something as 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 is the case with us yeah, it's going to pop off like shit's going to blow the fuck up the on day Monday night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. But that's okay. We'll just if we have to, we'll do another one maybe. Yeah. But yeah, we'll do updates. Yeah. As we get them. As we go. Steady uh, as we go. Yeah. And you'll find all of the info on our website, crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. Also on our social medias. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find the links to all of that on the website or in the bios of everything else. Uh, we have a link tree that has everything on it. And um, yeah, this was picked by our Patreon uh, patrons. And you can join our Patreon for as little as a dollar, as much as whatever you want. And um, you can have a say in what we talk about. You can get episodes early. You can have... Uh, live streams with us um a whole bunch of fun stuff so check out the patreon mm-hmm. and with that we will see you next tuesday no we won't what why not because we still have to thank our patrons do we it's our last episode of the month tell us ask <gasps> me how many times we have not realized that it's the last of, fuck april you know <laughs> time the, 
like moves. Yeah, that, that how dare time? Right? How dare time? <laughs> oh my god, how could I forget? I mean, who are we thanking? We all we all we all it it happens to the best of us. We just we do it. We are thanking the man, the myth, the legend, the Lucian. Oh, we must. Love. We must. Um, we must increase our bust. It's never not in my head. Stevie. Hi, Stevie. And then we got Megan. Megan. And then we got Kim. Kim. And we got Michaela. Hi, Michaela. And we got Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. And we got Janie. Johnny, can you please tell me how to pronounce your name? She tells us every single time. Um, no, does she? I don't know. Okay, because I'm like, fuck, I'm not paying good enough attention then. And then we've got Catalina. We love, Catalina. We love it. Love Catalina. I love Beautiful. your island. I've never been, but I've heard yes. it's really nice. They're wine mixers, top tier. But <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that, is, that is everybody. That is who we got. Thanks, guys. And yes, and thank you so much, and we love you so much. And now, and thanks for a timely, a timely pick uh, of the episode. I know we posted it late. True, and because again, uh, time is moving. Apparently, somebody should make a song about how time t- keeps on ticking into the future. I don't. If that was a reference, I don't know. Oh, I'm God, so sorry. Yeah, song. Oh Jesus. <laughs> oh jeez. All so right. Sorry. Well. Well, on that right. note, not that I've pr- presumably shown Haley's age. Uh, <laughs> not even my age, just my parents' age. <laughs> anyway, I guess we'll see you next Tuesday. We'll see you we next can keep Tuesday. Doing this. Bye. Bye. Bye.